Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burdens of motherhood. I'm Emily. I'm Beth, and we're your hosts. We hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms blog production. Episode 15, Mama, Break That Food Shame Cycle. Emily, you got to have a really awesome phone call with our friend Laura Anderson. Yes, I did. It was something that we were able to kind of put together and we figured out how we could record it because it was such a important conversation and something that I definitely wanted to share with our listeners. So Laura is a therapist? Yeah, she is actually first. She is a mom friend of mine um, for for several years now. Also, um, yeah, a counselor, a therapist. She has had an emphasis in kind of intuitive eating and helping helping women think through really kind of the why of maybe like their dieting. I mean, kind of what she calls the shame cycle that we often have with food. And I've heard her talk about it before, you know, just in like our friend circles. And then she ended up writing an article for Fort Worth Moms um, in 2019. And it just struck a chord to me. And um, as I was like seeing a lot of things popping up on my social media feed about, you know, trying new diets and new fads and making commitments to get in shape and do all these things. Um, I just thought, you know what, now might be a really good time to try to connect with her and, and us have a real like deep heart to heart about this whole intuitive eating thing and how like so much of our dieting has to do with control and really lies that we're telling ourselves. So yeah, I was able to connect with her um, on the phone and we recorded it. So I'm excited to be able to share with our listeners. That's awesome. I am I'm really excited to get to drop in on this because for me, this is a hard a really hard topic. Yeah, it's and, hard for everybody. Oh, yeah. it is. We all think that, oh gosh, it's just me. Like, I'm so messed up inside. But uh, no, this, like, I think every woman who listens to this oh, is yeah. going to be like, yes and amen. Because body image is such a thing. And for moms, our bodies go through so much transformation. Yeah. Even after having kids. Oh, yeah. Like, and I've just age. <laughs> exactly. I've kind of hit that point where right. it's like all of a sudden, all of my like soapbox of like help your children to love their bodies by loving your own kind of thing. It's been a struggle this year. So I remember reading her article uh, yeah. and being so encouraged by it. You know, I'm hitting a different age. My hormones are doing different things. Mm-hmm. My body is changing. And I'm like, this may be a new normal I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> right. You know, so yeah. I think it'll be encouraging not only to me, but to all of the moms who get to drop in on this call. Okay, great. Let's okay. listen. Sounds good. Okay, Mom Fashions listeners, I am chatting uh, with my friend, Laura Anderson, um, who is a few states away from us right now. And we are really excited that we figured out how to record this and to be able to share it with y'all. So without further ado, I want to say hello and welcome to my friend, Laura Anderson. Hi, thank y'all for having me. Yay, we're so glad that you're here. 
Okay, Laura, can you let everyone know a little bit more about yourself? Yes. Well, I'm so happy to be chatting with y'all today. And I must confess that I am sadly no longer a Fort Worth mom. I know. Because we just moved to Nashville over the summer. But I had my babies in Fort Worth, so I will always be a Fort Worth mom at heart. And uh, my husband and I have three girls, twin seven-year-olds and a four-year-old. And we moved to Nashville to just be closer to family. And my husband was hired on as a pastor at a local church here. And I am excited to be working as a part-time counselor at Midtown Nashville Counseling. And so we're thrilled to be here, but just very much in transition still and missing Fort Worth a lot too. I asked Laura uh, to join me and kind of get her permission to be able to record this conversation Um, really based upon an article that she wrote for Fort Worth Moms a few months ago. And it was on intuitive eating and food shame cycles. And honestly, it has stuck with me for months for two reasons. One, because when she wrote the article, I happened to be really dieting for the first time in my life. And I signed up for one of those programs, super popular, you know, I'm counting calories and points and exercise minutes and steps and all that stuff. And I did it for a few months. And I really, to be very honest, like I struggled the entire time with this like internal voice saying, why are you doing this? And I never came up with a great answer. I just like, thought that I should because my body was changing. It did not look or feel the same way that it did a few years ago. And I thought, well, okay, now's the time that I need to try to like take control and do something about this. And the second reason why I also loved the article so much and Laura, why I wanted to invite you to chat with us is because this is a really new concept. Like nobody has told me this before. And I just wanted to be able to share that with our listeners too. Well, sometimes we diet or restrict foods for really good and necessary reasons like food allergies or intolerances or medically advised diets. So I kind of want to set those categories aside for this conversation because there are they're good and necessary reasons yeah, as well. Absolutely. And then Other times, we diet for all kinds of reasons. So like you said, it can be cultural. Um, I'm supposed to. Everyone else is. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the diet is purportedly healthier, which if you ask nutritionists, a lot of these trendy diets aren't actually even that beneficial for your health. And in fact, one of of the trendy ones right now causes drastic increases in cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably we want to lose weight. But my hunch is, is that if we dig a little deeper, even more than we want to change our weight, we want to secure the feeling of control. Yeah. And we want to ward off that feeling of shame. I think that feeling of being out of control in any part of our life is almost unbearable to us. And so when we feel it, rather than sit in it or reflect on it, we want to manage it with the plan. And we want rules to make us feel safer. And um, even though I would argue that well in the short term, that it's a great solution for most people, it's not a working long term solution. Yeah, it's it's too hard. Um, As I was kind of going through my own journey with this, um, something that I started to realize that hadn't occurred to me before is that we have a really 
like intimate relationship with food like any person does even if they mm-hmm. know it or not and um so that's just kind of an interesting idea to me that like kind of what you said on the surface it may be about zipping up my blue jeans but really mm-hmm. it's like it's not a problem with my body necessarily always sometimes it's a problem with what's going on in my mind about like what I think I should be or what I want to be or how I don't feel happy or how I feel like shame. Um, Right. Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about like, what is a shame cycle? You talk about breaking that and, and what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. um, For some people, a shame cycle happens when we fail at a diet and then we respond by overeating which then causes us to go back into the diet and mm-hmm. fail again yeah. and um, round and round we go. And so I thought I could kind of play out a script of a shame cycle yeah, and then an alternative approach that we can shed more light on how we get there later in the conversation. But um, yeah, go for it. So this is how a shame cycle might play out. Um, so I'm fat. I ate too much over the holidays and I have gained weight. Why don't I have any willpower and I can't trust myself around food? Mm-hmm. My only option is to do the trendy diet my friend is doing and buckle down and never eat gluten or sugar again starting January 1st. Right. So it, it feels good, right? You have a plan. Yeah. You're not spinning out of control. Mm-hmm. And so, so here we go. Day one, it's great. Day two is great. But then we get to day six and I really want to do pizza and movie night with my kids but this falls in the bad category and that's right. off the diet limit. But I really kind of want some pizza dipped in garlic sauce. And that sounds really amazing. And so I think I'll just have one piece. But then after the one piece, I failed because the diet said so. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did something bad. And now I'm anxious and ashamed and I have no self-control. And then those feelings are uncomfortable. So now I might as well numb all that and just eat all the I can right. and then some um, since I failed and then I'll go back to being good tomorrow mm-hmm. and so round and round and round we go right. yeah in a cycle but I would like to suggest um, a different approach and I'll kind of play out how that might go okay so in the cycle I just mentioned we've inadvertently um, without even thinking about it named fat is bad, right? Mm-hmm. I am bad. I have no willpower. Gluten and sugar are bad. But I would like to suggest that there is different conclusions that we could draw. So here's a different script. Okay. I gained weight over the holidays because I chose to enjoy time with my family and friends and enjoy amazing food that I don't get to have the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And yes, I gained weight, but that has no bearing on my character or identity, or morality, and it actually doesn't take a rocket science to know that the holiday season or a vacation is an alternative lifestyle that's not my norm, and so when the season's over, I'll just naturally go back to my normal weight. There's no need to restrict, and so I can trust myself with food, and it doesn't own me. Mm -hmm. Gluten and sugar do not have moral categories, and so January 1st, I'll listen to my body and give it what it wants, And I will not enter into that cycle because it costs too much and ain't no mama's got time for that. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's so good. And it really does kind yeah. of like um, challenge, I think, even this notion mm-hmm. that I have um, that like, can anybody really trust themselves around food? You know, like that feels scary to say yeah. that, like, I don't have to have like this you know, program to help me get through. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I don't believe you, Laura, <laughs> but, right. I, but I think you're on to something. Okay. So can, yes. if, if controlling isn't the answer, like, then what is, like, what is this whole intuitive eating thing? Yes. Um, and I think I have an answer to your question too about. Um, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Just why we feel like we can't trust ourselves around food. So um, if this idea of badness and failure, which I'm going to call shame, causes overeating, then we need to find a way to mitigate that shame and get rid of these good and bad food categories. Mm -hmm. Um, So intuitive eating would be an approach to food, mind, and body, which seeks to nourish the body and honor our psyche without all the restriction and the shame. So... Instead of controlling our bodies more, we actually learn to submit to it and we learn to trust it and listen to what it needs. So we're all born intuitive eaters, right? Babies cry Mm -hmm. when they're hungry and stop eating when they're full. And sometimes they cry for reasons other than food, which drives us moms nuts because (laughs) we're like, what do you need? Right. I Um, fed you. I know you're not hungry. (laughs) Yes. So you're good. You've got to be okay. We actually have other needs. Right. And then toddlers, we know they might have a day where they eat nothing, and we're like, how are you surviving? Mm-hmm. But then the next day or the next week, they eat everything. Or right. they eat all the blueberries one day and refuse them the next. Yes. What they're actually doing is they're in tune with their bodies and their internal cues. So we're born intuitive eaters. But as we grow, we learn rules from mom or right. dad or culture or TV. And we're distracted by iPhones and busyness. And we lose that inner eating which leaves us, like you mentioned, thinking things like, I can't trust myself around food because yeah. we're just so mixed up and so confused. Mm-hmm. So um, a few basic tenets of intuitive eating start with, and you mentioned this earlier, embracing the fact that all our healthy bodies, meaning healthy relationship with food bodies, look different. So we have to start by accepting and embracing our God-given body type and recognizing that it will change with age and kids, babies as well. And I know that's easier said than done. Yeah, it is. But that's kind of where we need to start. Yeah, absolutely. I know like something you said triggered one of the moments when I was doing my whole kind of like dieting thing and, you know, trying to lose a certain number of pounds um, that... I honestly do believe that we were having it's it's the exact scenario, the pizza night and we were going to mm-hmm. watch a movie with our girls. And my oldest said just didn't like even think about it. She just like said to me, well, like, can you have that? You know, like she's kind of asking. Oh. You it. Yeah. And it was sort of like it was the comments and stuff that I was getting from them from what they were like mm-hmm. watching me do that really kept bothering me the most, you know, and I was like, absolutely. At, at the end of the day, I decided that this wasn't what I wanted I mean, just to be real honest, I didn't want to model that for my girls. Um, Sure. And I answered her, yes, I could have this. And I was going to, you know. And then, like, I was trying to think, if I'm looking at 
the, you know, 35-year-old Anna Zane, is this the choice that I want her making for herself if she mm. feels like she's put on weight? And it's, the answer is right. no. I, I don't want that for her. Like, you know, there is this, like, mental hurdle that we have to get over of I am getting older and my body isn't going to, like, right. look the same. Yeah, but it's so crazy how much of that mindset then like drives the decisions you know that I'm making right and it's hard because we really don't talk about it that much we really don't talk about struggling with aging and our Mm -hmm. bodies changing and things sagging and we just don't really talk about it but it's hard yeah it really is and and just naming that that it's still beautiful, you know, like that's Mm. kind of the things like, Oh, I feel like my beauty is going away. Like my body is changing and I'm not as beautiful. Like I'm not going to be as desirable to my husband. My daughters aren't going to think that I am as beautiful as I was, but right. It's a, it's a pile of, you know what? (laughs) It isn't true. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what else would you tell someone who is interested in intuitive eating? Like what does a day in the life of Laura Anderson look like if you're practicing intuitive eating? So we honor our hunger, which means listening to our body and trusting it. And um, this does take a lot of time and practice, but you'll notice that your um, desires start to balance out. Mm-hmm. Um And it takes listening to what else your body might be needing other than food. So uh, rest or Advil or a walk. And so it really takes time to slow down and um, really reflect. And that's hard, especially as busy mamas. But um, we don't do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, And that's okay. You can fail at intuitive eating. It is allowed. (laughs) Right. And then also respecting our fullness. So this is where the limit comes. It's not a free for all, which I feel like it gets a bad rap for like, it's just a free for all, but it's a limit, but it's an internal cue limit as opposed to an external cue limit, Mm -hmm. which is the rules and the diet. And so we try to pay attention to that feeling of being satisfied. Right. Um, And then we don't need to overeat because we don't have the lingering feelings of deprivation and because we're satisfied and we know that we're free to enjoy anything we're craving once we notice our hunger cues kicking back mm-hmm. in. For my personal relationship with intuitive eating, um, I struggled with bulimia in college and so I know this shame struggle, the whole cycle, all the things very well. And I know what it is to be constantly preoccupied with food and body thoughts I know what it is to be hopeless. Um, I remember thinking I'll never be free to trust myself around food again. I remember thinking I was addicted to sugar um, and I could never eat it again. But almost like it it was a drug or something. Yes. Yes. And I mean, there's lots of people who will tell you that it's true. Um, So it's confusing. Right. But I am here to tell the tale that I feel totally free from that struggle. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I have perfect thoughts all the time at all. Sure. But I do feel like it doesn't own me. And I did spend a lot of time in therapy as well. So I think it's important to mention if you're like clinically diagnosed with an eating disorder, dealing with the heart and story realities is going to be a really big part of your healing. So the intuitive eating is just the the eating piece, the behavioral piece of the recovery. But, um, 
there's a lot more going on under the surface for some of us. There was a time after my struggle where I had dessert after lunch and dinner every day. I spent so much time restricting and thinking right. those were bad that I wanted to learn how to feel safe and like they were visible. And the more I did it, like I didn't feel like I needed them as much. And there were sometimes when I eat them and sometimes when I didn't. And I would just trust my yeah. desire for that mm -hmm. and my internal cues on that. And now I'm at a place where um, some days I love dessert, some days... Um, or pizza or whatever the, the previously bad category was. Some days I want it and some days I don't. And just learning to trust my body there. And so I think gratitude and enjoyment and mindfulness really helps with feeling satisfied. And that satisfaction um, idea really helps us with just moving on with our day. Yeah. Kind of like an You're infant. Right. Once, mm -hmm. once they're fed and they're satisfied, they can move on. They're not preoccupied. Yeah. You know, so that idea of like listening to your body, eating what you want, enjoying it, feeling satisfied, and then getting on with life. That's kind of how I use intuitive eating in my life and in my story and my past and then today mm -hmm. as yeah. well. I think it has great applications um, to parenting as well. Um, you yes. know, I was doing like preparation for this podcast and like we had a discussion about it at the dinner table last night. And um, like I have tried before, you know, before I knew anything about this, like I have tried not to make food good or bad for mm -hmm. my kids. And there really isn't anything too much that is restricted. But we talk about like moderation, you know, that's something like we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, because in school, my oldest one has been taught the, like healthy and unhealthy. So they've categorized mm -hmm. things for, for her, even though she might not have got that at home. Right. And so even last night, she made a comment, something about, well, you can't eat like too much of that because it would be bad for you. Mm. And and it was, I, I think it was goldfish. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we dish out some goldfish around here. Sure. Yeah. And so I said, <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, that is true. If all you ever ate was goldfish, like that wouldn't be what your body needed. Right. I said, but also if all you ever ate were carrots, that would be just as harmful to your body. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like I'm listening to what you're saying, Laura. I like it's sinking in like to my head. And I think that it is, it's almost kind of like this breath of freedom that we need, but yes. are, are kind of scared to take. But you know, right. it, it, it is scary. Yeah. Totally. It feels like a free fall. Right. It is like, I understand that y'all might think I'm crazy and that I don't mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. You're and, not. But don't knock it till you try it. Right. Right. And it does take time because if you're, if you've been practicing these rules for 20 years, that, that path is well tread. And mm -hmm. so you have to dewire and rewire your brain and it takes time, but it really is true. And yeah. I would like to mention that there's been over a hundred studies on intuitive eating and it actually has a lot of scientifically proven benefits. So obviously, like you mentioned, I think one of the main benefits for us mamas is modeling and teaching your kids mm -hmm. um, invaluable life skills in their own relationships with food. That's huge because they're always watching. Yes. But also, um, it shows it's a few of the other proven benefits are lower BMIs, improved cholesterol and metabolism, lower triglyceride levels, lower emotional and disordered eating, 
and then just higher life satisfaction mm-hmm. and self-esteem. And we all could use more of this. <laughs> yes. 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 So I know it's scary, um, but I think it's it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, the, di- I the it. diet mentality costs mm-hmm. us too much. Yeah. I mean, we can see modeled in our little infants and our toddlers how like intuitive eating works. They're not preoccupied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is not taking up all their thought life space and um, they're not going in and out of the cycle all the time and yo-yo dieting and that's exhausting. It is. We just, we don't have time for all that. Okay, Laura, thank you so very much um, for calling in all the way from Nashville, Tennessee and um, chatting with us. I think this is like, it's a mega important conversation and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that we had it. Now, if any of our listeners maybe want to get in touch with you or connect with your practice there, how can they do that? Yes. Um, so I'm in Nashville at Midtown Nashville Counseling and you can go to um, our team page and my name's Laura Anderson and you can find my professional email there Perfect. and my contact information and I would love y'all to shoot me an email if you have any questions and I would love to continue this conversation so that would be great okay super and we will post a hyperlink in our show notes as well as we will also connect to the original article that Laura wrote for us uh, mama break that food shame cycle so y'all can check those out okay Laura thank you so much everyone we'll see you next time okay thanks so much Emily all right bye bye For more information on intuitive eating, you can check out the book, Intuitive Eating, a Revolutionary Program That Works. You can find this on Amazon. You can also follow dietitian.rachelgoodman on Instagram or check out our show notes. As always, visit fortworth.citymomsblog.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And just one more time, in case you didn't hear, it's fortworth.citymomsblog.com. Fort Worth Mom's Blog.